Should I buy term or whole life insurance? It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions. He's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Hey, money guy family. It's your host, Brian Preston. Bo Hansen with the Money Guy Show. Go check us out, moneyguy.com. Going beyond common sense to take your finances to the next level. So, life insurance. Oh, I, I, I already feel the controversy stirring in the air right well, now. Well, also, I felt like I had to kick the energy up because life insurance is kind of like, oh, what are we talking a morbid, about life insurance? Morbid topic. A, little, a little sad to talk about it. <laughs> but it is going to be something that I think we'll get a lot of dialogue and a lot of comments on. Because... Not only is the world of insurance changing, just the world in general, the financial world is moving so fast. And we're recording this show in 2018. We just had brand new tax reform. And one of the biggest components of that tax reform was the estate exemption went from $5.5 million to $11 million. So think about that. A couple now could have $22 million in assets before they have estate taxes. I got to tell you. That umbrella is pretty big that most people don't have estate tax issues anymore. Whereas when I first started managing assets and doing financial planning, the number was in the 600s. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, $600,000 range, you had a house and a retirement, a 401k or an IRA, you probably had an estate issue. So it was very easy to say, well, if you want to fix that and you want to fix that immediately, go buy some life insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, also life insurance is not only about estate planning. It's more about replacing income and funding goals. Because let's face it, the big thing you're worried about if you left this planet tomorrow, you got hit by that that proverbial bus on Tuesday, right? is you're worried about, I mean, what's going to happen to my children? What's going to happen to my spouse? So those goals that I were counting on my income or were counting on resources that I had saved up, like the college education sure. for the kids, is that going to be okay? But I think that because we don't have to worry about estate taxes as much. Now we can focus on these temporary concerns because here's why I say this is temporary. If you have a plan for creating financial independence, a lot of these fears that you have that are covered by life insurance, um, like saving for retirement right. or building up assets so that if you were no longer working, who's going to pay for the mortgage? Who's going to pay for right. the living expenses of your spouse? Well, that stuff's going to be self-funded because you have built up enough assets to be financially independent. So we can check the box and say, that one's gone. Debt. You know, a lot of people, we always recommend a good rule of thumb on insurance is like 10 times your earning potential. Right. And then if you have any additional goals like the college planning or excessive debt and things like that, you can take that into account. Well, debt, if we pay it off, we hopefully by retirement, we are debt free. It's gone. We, we, there's an issue that's another check mark that we know that that's going to disappear. So we know what insurance is used for and we have life insurance. So what's the difference between term life insurance and permanent whole life insurance? Well, term, just as its name implies, is only going to have level premiums for the specific term that the insurance is set. And you have to choose that term. It can be 10-year term. It can be 20-year term. It can be 30-year term. And basically what that means is they're going to underwrite you. They're going to evaluate your age, your health level, and then they're going to to put it against the, the you know, the, they're going to underwrite it, mm-hmm. looking at all that, that variable. They're going to make you do all the medical exam, sure. answer the medical questions. And then they're going to figure out and charge you only for the insurance. That's the thing with term is that they're going to give you what the cost of the insurance will be 
on a level basis for that 10, 20, or 30-year period. Now, if you need this insurance in year, say you bought a 20-year policy. Right. And you chose a 20-year policy because you have a three-year-old child, you know, three-year-old is your youngest child, and you figure in 20 years, that three-year-old will probably be out of college. And hopefully in 20 years, I'll be financially independent, will have saved enough money. So it's okay that that, I won't need the life insurance so it can just go Go away. away. It was a temporary need. But what happens if you needed that insurance in year 21? Mm It could be, it could be very, very expensive. And that's why you got to be very careful. What's the term that you choose with your life insurance? That's term insurance. Permanent insurance, just like the name implies, is insurance you buy once and then it stays, the premium stays the same through the rest of your life. Well, how do they do that? What happens is, is that you have to overpay your premium while you're young to help subsidize. It builds up value cash value over the years that will subsidize what the cost of the insurance is when you're a much older person. So as you can imagine, the difference on the cost of insurance for term versus permanent, term is substantially cheaper. And let me give you some numbers to give you some 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 thoughts on that, Bo. For comparison's sake, we're going to be talking about term insurance and whole life insurance because that's probably one of the more popular versions of permanent insurance and ties into that example I was giving about level premiums. And I'm looking at a 30-year-old that wants $250,000 worth of coverage. And realize, things change from time to time, but this is for illustrative purposes, and I think it'll give you an idea of what we're talking about, the difference between term and whole life insurance. A term 30-year policy would have annual premiums for this 30-year-old of about $250 a year. So every year for the entire term, $250, then it goes away. But realize... That's it. There's, it's just the cost of insurance. There is no cash value. There's no investment. It, you're just paying for the cost of insurance. The whole life policy is going to have an annual cost of $3,400 a year. That's over 10 times more yeah, expensive. $3,150 difference. Now, you're saying, well, why in the world would you pay $3,150 a year for the exact same coverage? Well, realize the whole thing about whole life policies and, and, and all permanent policies is like I was talking about is that you're going to pay substantially more while you're a younger person because I can promise you when you're 85 years old and you have this whole life policy, your annual actual insurance cost is going to be substantially more than the $3,400 annual cost. Right. But you'll have cash value because whole life does build up cash value. The cost, you know, the difference between the premium you pay and then the cost of the insurance is, and after administrative fees and other things, there's a portion that's retained within the policy right. as cash value that gets invested, you know, or has a, a guaranteed interest rate. So you have to ask yourself, who is better at managing this money? And this is why I say if you have, if we know that estate planning is no longer an issue and most of these things that for financial independence are going to solve the need to replace income, to replace college, to pay off debt, you have to ask yourself, who does a better job with that $3,150? Is it better to pay the term and then you go invest the $3,000? Maybe in a target retirement fund. Roth or IRA. Fund. There's so many things. Because here's the other thing I tell people about insurance. When you buy this policy when you're 30 years of age, don't you know there's a lot of life that's going on? For you sure. probably have a brand new house. You probably have children or you're thinking about children. There's a lot of things reaching at your wallet. The last thing you're thinking about is I need to build up some cash value, um, you know, so I can pay right. insurance because that 250 is going to pay 250 whether you paid $3,400 a year 
or you, whether you pay $250 a year. That $250,000 is the death benefit. Um, so you ask yourself, well, why does anybody buy permanent insurance like whole life? Well, there are some benefits. And I pulled this right from one of the insurance providers. It said premiums are guaranteed to stay level for the life of the policy. Okay. Premiums are higher initially but remain level regardless of age for the life of the policy. Here's the potential additional benefits. This is why people do permanent insurance. You might be able to add a rider for like long-term care. Sure. Um, you might be able to add additional coverage without future underwriting because there are people that have health conditions That's or, right. or yeah. they're worried about maybe a family history that could, you know, they don't show any signs of it when they're in their 20s or 30s, but they're worried I, maybe when I'm 45, 50 years old, I'm not going to be able to get underwriting right. anymore. So I need some, some permanent insurance so I could go ask for more insurance. And some people like, there's a lot of people, there's strategies where people like the cash value and the potential to borrow off of that cash value. Those are the benefits of doing, you know, sure. permanent whole life type insurance. Um, if you are going to use that type of insurance product, you really do need to make sure you understand uh, what the distribution strategy looks like. What does it really mean to borrow money from your policy? And is that a strategy that you can substantiate for an entire retirement? Because you can get into situations where it might not work quite as well as you thought it worked when you originally bought the policy. So it's something you want to know and understand. I think it's a great point, but why is so important. So if your why is a, a is a goal or a concern that you have that's temporary or will go away with financial independence, term is probably the bridge that's going to help you get there. If your concern, if the why is because you're worried about the future health issues or you have an estate that's going to exceed that 11 to $22 million, depending on whether you're single or a married couple, then you might want something a little more permanent like sure. that whole life policy. Um, from my understanding, I think there's a lot of discussion that could be had on this, but for a good portion of the population with goals that will go away as they reach financial independence, Term is probably something you should look at. There's an old adage that, you know, buy term and invest the rest. And that's if you're having problems, maybe you have lots of things going on in your life with you have children, houses, or maybe you're getting to the point where the kids are leaving the house and you've got this nest egg and you're like, what's my coverage look like? You know, what I've gotten to this point, I might need a co-pilot to tell me and look over my shoulder and tell me if we're doing a good job. We are Brian and Bo with the Money Guy Show and Abound Wealth. We'd love you to take your relationship to the next level. We have clients in 37 states. Consider checking into us. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you for supporting the Money Guy Show. We love our Money Guy family. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. Brian Preston is a principal with Abound Wealth Management. Abound Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Abound Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment or legal advice.